The Fields Auto Group proudly presents Huddle Up, Huddle Up. with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shatter, John Osher, and NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to the new era. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks starts right now. Welcome in. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osher. Busy program today as we get ready for the London trip. Bucky Brooks is always coming up. NFL Network analyst, Jaguars.com senior writer, John Osher. We'll look ahead to the week six matchup at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. The Dolphins at 1-4 and four and the Jaguars at 0-5. The Jags back to London for the eighth time in franchise history. We'll get to some of the results from those, and we'll hear uh, from Chris Halpin from the National Football League on the future of the NFL International Series, a preview of a Sunday interview that we'll air in the Public's Tailgate Show. There was a shipyards vote last night. We'll also hear from Mark Lamping. It's a go for the development on the river near the stadium, and we'll get to social media questions. Bucky, good afternoon to you. Here we are, week six, trying to snap the skid this week in London. Here we go. We got an industry. We're gonna go over the water to see if we can get this done, and maybe, just maybe, uh, a new environment will lead to a different result. I like that, John. Sometimes that's what it takes. You know, yeah, I mean, shake it up a little bit. You hope so. There's some fundamental things they have to do to do that, and I think that's one of the questions later on in the show for Bucky. But uh, you know, I'll weigh in, even though the questions are for Bucky. Uh, with some thoughts on that, but I think there are some <laughs> fundamental things they need to do okay. to get the win beyond just crossing the pond and coming back. Well, let's let's start off hearing from head coach Urban Meyer today, trying to keep the team going, keep everybody motivated and ready to roll week after week and getting after it following the suboptimal start. The, the two components of winning are work ethic and belief. And if you have a group that works hard but doesn't believe, you just have a bunch of hardworking guys. If you have a group that believes but doesn't hard work, doesn't work hard, you have a bunch of people just wishing. The combination, and I, you know, I see it growing. I see a team growing. I see a team getting better. I see a team, and belief is when you when a quarterback trusts his offensive line, which he does. When the tailback trusts the offensive line, which they do, you know, that's when belief happens. Belief and work ethic are the secret sauce to winning. The secret sauce, well, and, and it helps when, um, you know, you, you've, there's some injuries right now. That's going to be what it is. They're trying to get some guys in there, and there will be some matchups, Bucky, where they might not be able to match up. But how do you overcome that will be part of this equation as well down the line. Yeah, and uh, all of that stuff is, is part of it. I really like what Urban said when he talked about the secret sauce, when it comes to belief and working hard. Uh, hard work certainly gives you an opportunity. If you guys play hard, and I will say this for five games, six games, the Jaguars have played hard. Like, the effort has never been in question. This is a hard-playing team. They really go from snap to Wilson. You see them running to the ball. You see them finishing runs on offense and those things. Now it's about cleaning it up, cleaning up the little things, making sure that uh, everyone is executing at a high level. You're finishing drives. You're not turning the ball over, and you're not giving up the big plays that have kind of played this at times. Um, the team is really close to winning. They just need to continue to have the confidence that they can knock it down when it gets late in the fourth quarter if the game is tight. It does come down to that belief. So if they work hard and they believe, they do certainly have a chance to win. Those things need to be in the sauce, and they need to be a big part of the sauce. There needs to be some fundamental things going on that are also in the sauce this week. And uh, Irving gets that. He has also talked about a huge element of the sauce 
that I believe in, which is the turnover ratio. You've got to create more turnovers. That, to me, feels like one takeaway in five games. If you don't get that in the sauce, you're in trouble around here. That's got to change. Got to have it, Buck. Got to have it. Got to have those takeaways. Got to have the turnover margin in your favor. No, you have to. I mean, the number one deciding factor in in games is is who wins the takeaway battle. And so if you win by plus one, you win about 64% of your game. If you win by plus two, it goes up to about 74, 75%. And if you get up to three, it's almost like a 90% win rate. And so it comes down to everything. Everything is about the ball. Can you protect it and can you take it away? When you do those things, you give a chance to win. The last time they were plus two, JP? Um, week one, two, week one, 2020. The, the last win. Yeah. So, I mean, there you have it. That to me is it. We're from the quarterback today. This team is headed to London for the eighth time. It's the first time Trevor Lawrence will go to London, and he had plenty to say about the week ahead in the UK. It's just kind of, it's kind of ironic we're going all the way to London and play a team from Miami. That's the one thing I thought about. Uh, but no, we're you know we're excited. Obviously, I've, I haven't been that many places, especially outside of the country. So it's going to be really cool, and to, to play a game over there is, is going to be really exciting. Um, I've heard about I've heard about the fan base over there and how whenever teams come to play, they're always really excited, have a great showing, um, and fill up the stadium. So that's going to be fun to be around that atmosphere somewhere different. Um, I know we're excited. Obviously, the main thing is going is to go and get our get our first win, go win a game. But um, we are excited to go out there and, and play. Yeah, uh, change of environment. First time uh, Trevor's been over there, and uh, I'm sure they're going to love him over there, Bucky. He is uh, bigger, it feels like, than just Jacksonville. Uh, he's certainly a national guy. First uh, overall picks can do that. They can transcend. Yeah, first over pick certainly can do that, and he's certainly worthy of having that. I think what's unfortunate, uh, the losing streak has kind of clouded some of the good things that Trevor Lawrence has done uh, the first quarter of the season. When you watch him play each and every week, you do see a franchise quarterback evolving and growing, and as he begins to get more comfortable in this offense and as he begins to take ownership of this offense, I think you'll see the offense eventually do some special things. He is everything that you look for in the position prototypical size, arm talent, athleticism. We have seen all of those things on display. The numbers right now don't necessarily match the talent, but it's only a matter of time before it pops one. It's interesting, and I'll ask the scout at the end of this question. Mm. It looks to me like he is starting to or has reduced the interceptions, obviously, because he's only had one and it was a meaningless play at the end of the game. But, Bucky, I don't get the sense – that he is reducing those interceptions at the expense of making certain, I don't say chance, but I don't think he's necessarily all checkdowns to get to that interception point, meaning he's not playing safe. He's not completely going in a shell. I think he's still playing his game to a point and reducing the interceptions. I don't think it's to the point that it'll be at the end of the season with that. But that's encouraging to me. I don't get the sense that he's scared or trying to play safe. I think he's reducing the interceptions by playing smart. No, I think he is playing smart. And I think what you're seeing is a quarterback that is beginning to adapt to the NFL game. And there'll be some rough patches along the way. But um, where he started in week one to where he is now, it's night and day. He understands the timing and the rhythm of the offense. He understands how quick the Oh, we lost Bucky. We, we, he was on a roll there. Well, 
and understanding how to react and how much time and space he has. All right, we got him back now. Uh, Bucky, Thank goodness. Bucky Brooks is back with us. <laughs> we were in trouble there yeah, for a minute. We were, we were going to be out on our own there for hey, a while. shit. Huddle <laughs> <laughs> up with Bucky Brooks. That's the name of the show. you got to have Bucky Brooks. A uh, uh, couple other thoughts on this offense here. James Robinson is fourth in the league in rushing yards through five weeks. But he's like tied for 12th in the league in rushing attempts. After the game last week, that was kind of a big thing. You know, he wasn't in the game at a certain point in that fourth and goal situation and all the – didn't get a lot of second-half carries, but James Robinson, Bucky, is – he's the workhorse. He's the guy that you can hand it off to and get about four and a half, five yards of carry, and that can play pretty much anywhere in the NFL. Yeah, that certainly can play anywhere in the NFL, and I think um, the Jaguars have to do some self-scout and make sure they make a concerted effort to get James Robinson the ball. Uh, 18 carries is kind of the sweet spot. Ensure that he gets it 18 to 20 times, and I think that has to come from the head coach mandating to the coordinator. Hey, man, I would like to see Robinson finish the game with 20. Or James Robinson is better for the Jaguars. He has to be a bigger part of the offensive plan. Yeah, Bucky cut out, but uh, yeah. a little bit there. But it, I think we got the idea. Yeah. It feels to me, JP, like they are working each week to try to get closer to what Bucky's talking about. They're trailing in the second half. So 18, it went from what? 12 carries first half, six in the second. Well, I don't get the idea that they want to get away from James Robinson. I get the idea that when you're down by 11 points, and then remember, they're down by 18 in a hurry in the second half the other day. Well, you know, it's hard for a coordinator to stick to the run when you're down 18 and you see the clock and, you, and, and you're starting to add possessions up mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, we've got to get three possessions. Maybe, maybe if you throw, you can get four more. It's hard to stick to it. I think they're trying to. To me, six carries in the second half when you're down by double digits the whole time, it, on a lot of teams, that'd be a lot. So I, I think they are working more toward the concept, your guy, Derrick Henry, your Bama guy. The Titans stick with him even when they're down. That's unusual, but it feels like the Jaguars have to sort of get there a little more with James Robinson with the idea of even if we're trailing, we got to go through this guy. I empathize with Daryl Bevel and the offensive staff because that's a hard thing to get to in the NFL when you're used to throwing when you're down. It feels like they're getting there, but it's a hard place to get to in this league. That's a tough one, Bucky, for for a coordinator to – to just have everything go through the running back all the time, you have to have uh, great faith that that can get the job done. Yeah, it, is, it does take a level of re, uh, resilience uh, to stick with the game plan that is built around the running game. Uh, we've seen the Tennessee Titans do that with Derrick Henry. We've seen the Browns do that with their tandem. Uh, their, you have to just be committed to the running game. You have to understand that James Robinson and Trevor Lawrence are the two best players and we got to make sure that those guys have enough touches to impact the game. And so even when it looks like the game may be running away from you, you got to trust that your players are going to make enough plays to put you back in a position to win. All right, guys, when we return, we'll get into the Miami offense, and there has been a decision at quarterback down in South Florida for this week's game. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. We're off and running. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. You don't really go off quarterback tendencies. 
then you just go off uh, really their passing concept because uh, I don't think the passing concept is going to change as much as you know a whole different person being on the center. They're going to run what they're going to run uh, regardless. So we'll just uh, focus on that part. That's Damian Wilson, Jaguars linebacker, earlier today. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. And the Jaguars get the Miami Dolphins in London this Sunday at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in North London. First time the Jaguars will play in that facility after playing all their previous games in London. We'll get to the previous results coming up a little bit later. Well, the talk this week is, uh, was it going to be Tua Tungavailoa or will it be Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Well, Brian Flores today, the Dolphins head coach, said Tua's a go. So Tua is a go. Bucky, what do you make of um, the, the the young quarterback out of Alabama, second-year player? He's been banged up a good bit. Uh, is he ready to roll? Ready or not, here he goes. Yeah, ready or not, he had to go because Jacoby Brissett was pretty banged up the last time. Uh, last time uh, and the offense didn't look big. Um, and so first-round pick, franchise quarterback, Right now, Tua Tagovailoa has to get the start. And what you want to do if you're the Miami Dolphins, you want to make him comfortable. So I would expect to see uh, uh, things that are spread out so he can get the ball out of his hands. And they're going to try and put pressure on the Jaguars to tackle in space. Tua wants to basically be a pass-first point guard, allow his playmakers on the outside to do all of the heavy lifting. So now the Jaguars have to make sure that they limit the big plays by making sure – uh, when guys get hit, they go down. I uh, can't have a lot of yak yards from those Dolphin receivers. Yeah, this guy's a different player than the other young franchise quarterbacks. Like Bucky said, he's not necessarily going to go downfield and beat you like Herbert and uh, and Josh Allen, Mahomes, Josh yeah, Allen, those yeah, guys. Right, yeah. And I think because of that, and because you know, there's such a comparison right now in Miami about Herbert versus uh, Tua. And you know, I get it. He's not the quarterback that uh, Herbert is. But he is the Dolphins' best quarterback. They are 1-0 and when he starts and finishes games this year. So I think this whole idea that Jaguars fans have, of, well, the Dolphins have lost four straight, so this is the game the Jaguars get. I think you got to slow that roll a little bit. They're clearly a better team with their quarterback in the game, even if he's not this you know top-five guy. So, you know, he makes it dangerous to me. He changes the conversation about this game dramatically. And, and Bucky, I mean, he's coming off rib injuries. What happens when you come off rib injuries? They don't just magically disappear. When you have an opportunity to hit Tua Tungavailoa, you better get to him. Yeah, you got to get to him. You need to knock him down. I think the emphasis has to be disrupt his rhythm. He might be a little rusty because it's been a while since he got in the pocket. But, I mean, I think uh, John is right. Uh, he is different, and I think he's being held to a standard where teams are, or Dolphins fans are looking at him compared to Justin Herbert. And I don't know if anybody knew that Justin Herbert was going to be the player that he's emerged as out in L.A. But for the Jaguars, it's about finding a way to make Tua uncomfortable. Tua is a distributor. Tua plays winning football. It's been pounded in his head from his time at Alabama. Don't turn the ball over. And so – He's going to try and play winning football by not giving the ball away and making just enough plays uh, for them to get to the winner's circle. All right. Um, we, we saw and heard about and saw the communication issues. There were some guys running wide open last week, crossers, five plays of 20-plus yards in the passing game against the Jaguars defense last week for Tennessee. So, Bucky, who are you most concerned about this week if you're Joe Cullen? Is it Jalen Waddell? 
Miles Gaskin out of the backfield, the running back, or the tight end, Mike Gusecki? Uh, I think the wide receivers. Uh, I think Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki first because uh, the big strike capability comes from those guys. Miles Gaskin got his production, but his production was more check down more so, rather than playmaking. Jalen Waddle and those guys, they can hurt you. Um, and so if you're the Jaguar, you want to be able to control the game, and the way you can control the game is take the big plays away, make them lean into uh, the running game, make them play slower um, by having to take a million plays to score. And so I think that has to be detected while still bringing enough pressure where you can impact and disrupt the timing of the quarterback. Yeah, I'll put the X's and O's guy on the spot a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Bucky, your uh, analysis of the Titans game, which ran on Jaguars.com this morning, is really good. Uh, Jaguars giving up so many big plays in the passing game at crucial times, and fans just sort of shout out, why can't they cover the tight end? Why can't they cover the crossing route? Well, what's going on that that happens, Buck? And I get it's different on every play, but generally speaking, how can this defense slow down the pass, or is there the personnel to do it? No, I think the first thing you have to do is whenever your defense is struggling, you got to simplify. Uh, you need to reduce the amount of volume that you have so they can get good at something, something that they can hang their hat on. Um, you're seeing some communication issues. You're seeing uh, young players not understanding how to deal with the rub routes and the crossing routes and who's who and what's what. Are we switching? Are we staying on our guys? All of those things. So whenever you have that kind of confusion that shows up on tape, it automatically should tell uh, the defensive coaches, hey, let's, let's simplify. Let's get back to day one basics and fundamentals and see if we can just win a game by being very vanilla. Um, Joe Cullen wants to heat him up. He wants to come after quarterbacks and all this other stuff because the pass rush hasn't been able to get there on its own accord. But every time you add a player to the rush, you remove a player from coverage. And right now, the Jaguars, DBs have not shown that they can cover at a, a, at a level that will allow you or encourage you to go uh, with more blitzes. All right, guys, back in a moment. We'll get to social media questions. A few of them came in today. We'll also hear from Jaguars president Mark Lamping, his reaction after the city council vote to approve the shipyards project last night. Daly's Place, the schedule is starting to wind down now for the fall. Three doors down October 14th. That's tomorrow. Jonas Brothers is sold out on the 15th. Little Big Town on the 23rd. And then two nights of Kane Brown, November 12th and 13th. Tickets for the shows that are available at dailiesplace.com. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. The city council members were, were very, very inquisitive. They, they made plenty of time available to, to talk with us. They asked a tremendous amount of questions. And I think the process really led to what we've seen over the course of the past couple of weeks is it it went through pretty quickly, and the reason it went through quickly is we had spent so much time in advance, in advance of that, had addressed all uh, 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 any issues, we had answered any questions, and uh, I'm really excited about downtown. And uh, you know, I know Shad is just thrilled because you know his his commitment to downtown is absolute, and this is such a huge step. That's Mark Lamping in City Hall last night after the Jacksonville City Council. 17 to nil approved the shipyards plan and welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, and NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. It's a separate company, of course, uh, affiliated with the Jaguars doing this. 
Um, Iguana Investments, that's under Shad Khan, Jaguars owner, but it's right across the street from the stadium on the river, including the Four Seasons Hotel, an office building, a marina, a river walk update. Um, here you go. That's the first phase. The next phase will be in partnership with Baptist Health. That's down the line a bit, but you know, Lamping said last night after the vote that uh, they could, you could see ground starting to move middle of next year on this thing. So, yeah, and everybody talks about the Dolphins' seventeen and zero season. That seventeen and zero vote is big for this franchise, and huge. It's it's, it's uh, it, you know, without getting too into the details of that because it's football season. This is a football show. Yep. Uh, if if you care about this franchise long term stability, uh, whatever, and I do, having been here since the beginning, uh, covered in the beginning, been here before they had a franchise, this is great because I feel so much more stable about this the more things happen around the building, and I felt stable anyway. So, yeah. uh, very cool news. Yeah, Bucky, they've had two big wins recently um, in this realm. You know, they had the the football performance center approval that was with the city, also a fifty fifty split down the middle of that. So that that'll start after the season. They'll start turning ground on that or in the parking lot here, and then this is another huge win. So, uh, stability of the franchise here is is vital. It's a, it's been a, a good couple months. Yeah, a good couple of months. I mean, it's really exciting to have the football facility, obviously, because that impacts the players. The players impact the product. Uh, they are the product on the field, and so that should help them. And then I'm really excited about that uh, the the project because the four seasons. And so I'm just hoping that JP and John, maybe you guys can go in the office and advocate for me to maybe get a room there every now and then when I'm able to come to town and do the game. Advocate. Maybe we can kind of set it up. whatever you want. Your name is on the show. What are you talking about? Says Bucky Carte Blanche Brooks. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Wow. I mean, just just maybe maybe I can get a nice – just sign your name to I mean, it, Buck. They have residences there. I'm sure that might be in Bucky's next contract. You never know. I just want to one day, maybe when he's out of town, get a chance to stay in what surely will be known as the Bucky Brooks Suite. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? It's got to be. Let's get <laughs> a little corner, a little corner room, a little view, a little something. You know, yeah, just little something. Just when I'm working little... hard, I can get distracted. You know, just a little view of the river. No big deal. Let's get to social media questions. Now we've got a few that came in today. We put the bat signal out earlier this afternoon on Twitter. And here's the best that we've come up with today. This is at Jags, Jack's Jag Knoll one. Have you seen Wyoming linebacker, Chad Muma? Uh, where does he rate on Bucky's draft board? Where can the Jaguars expect to land him in the draft? Uh, are we getting a little ahead of ourselves here? It's week six, Bucky. Hey, yes. Yeah. dug into the Wyoming Chad Moon, but what I will do is I'll put him on the list. But I do think uh, you're on to something. Jacksonville certainly needs to put more athleticism on the field. Linebacker could be a spot that they look to identify as they're trying to upgrade the speed and explosiveness on the defense side of the ball. Bucky, I know it's your gig. I get it, but it's week six. We don't have to talk about the draft right now, right? Come on. It's week I mean, six. It's, put it on the it's, list. It's, it's, file it's it away more. for later. It's a little early. It's a, it's a little early, but uh, hey, this, this is what happens now when the playoffs begin to look like they're out of reach. Uh, you're telling you're telling us, Bucky. Phase. You're telling us that, Bucky. We we know very well when th- draft talk starts around here. John. Moratorium <laughs> until the Senior Bowl around here for me. Yeah, John won't even go there at all. Uh, next social media question. Uh, moving along today. This is at Stuff. Volus Prime, our buddy in the UK. Are you guys making the trip? It's been a while since we've had a pint together. Well, unfortunately, Stoff, we're not going to be there. 
I'm not going to be there. John, are you going? I am not going, but uh, just because I'm not going doesn't mean I'm they might, have have a, a pint. might have a pint, I mean, but we're not going to go. Right. <laughs> so, I have a couple of pints. We'll uh, send a cheers to you across uh, social media. We'll be media thinking about somehow. stuff, no, no doubt. I'm going to miss that, though, Buck. It's fun. I don't know if you've been to a game over there yet, Bucky, but it's uh, all the uh, the events leading up to the game, and then the game, it, the, the scene itself is just much different than you uh, are normally used to here in the United States. The scene is, is uh, unique. I'll say that. Yeah, look, rabbit fan base, uh, really excited about the opportunity to see American football. And so I haven't had an opportunity to see a game. I've called games over there, but I haven't had a chance to see it up close and personal. So hopefully the Jazz can win and uh, kind of really draw some excitement over in the U.K. That'd be a good place to snap this skid. Let's move along to question number three, social media. At the underscore Jags fan 615, we need to see a steady dose of Robinson, Visca, Jones, and Arnold this week. I'd agree with that, Buck. I would agree with that, too. Unfortunately, um, this is not a video game, and I can't grab the play, the, the sticks and make sure that those things happen. But I do believe the more information that you get on this offense, the more that you're able to narrow into who needs to touch the ball. I think all of those guys that were listed in the tweet need to have significant touches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, Urban said last week he wanted Visca to be a 10-touch-a-game guy. Well, and I was going to ask Bucky about that. Uh, Visca, is it tough to get him the ball, Buck? What kind of player is he going to be? Can he be a one? Uh, tell me what his role can be with DJ out. Where is his ceiling? What is he going to be about? Okay, Visca is a playmaker. And so he is not the most refined route runner. He's not necessarily a polished receiver on the edges. What he is is a get-the-ball guy. Get him the ball and let him go. That's what he was coming out of Colorado. So when Urban talks about getting them 10 touches, that 10-touch uh, mandate is about bubble screens, quick routes, maybe an occasional shot, reverses, uh, wildcat, whatever it requires to let him touch the ball. Because more times than not, when you get an explosive athlete like LaVisca the ball, he is going to make something happen. But what you need to do is give him enough lottery tickets where he can cash in and hit the power ball. And so that's what has to happen. And so – Urban can put that out there, but there has to be another coach on staff that just reminds Bevel, hey, man, it's been a couple series since LaVisca has had a touch. Let's make sure we get him one. And Bevel on his play sheet, he should have a little column with about eight to ten plays that are just designed to get the ball to him, real quick plays that he can be the primary receiver on. Let's get our final social media question today and wrap it up. This is at Moondoggy1961. What do you see as the top two or three keys for the Jags getting their first victory this season? Buck? Uh, I mean, I think it's easy. John Ocean brought it up. Number one thing is they got to win the turnover battle. They need to be on the positive side of the turnover column. Second thing is more explosive plays. Need five to six plays of 20-plus yards to really win most games. We need to see that uptick. And then... Oh, we lost Bucky again, man. He's on the lot. I know he's a first-year starter, but when the game... Oh. No, you're back. Dang it. But when you're the back. game is on the line, we need to see it. Oh, you when the game no, is so on the, the line. No, so the last thing is just... Yeah, the last thing is just put it in Trevor Lawrence's hands when the game is on the line. Trust your best players to make plays. He is the best player on offense. Put it in his hands and live with his decision. I like Yeah, that. the five or six big plays, JP, I, I think that's key. That contributes to what I think it is. You know, you've... Uh, the turnovers, obviously, but 
this team, it's it's continuing to progress offensively. You feel better about it over the last couple of weeks, and yet they're still sort of sort of stuck on 19, 21, 19 is their high in terms of points. At some point in this league these days, you've got to get into the mid-20s. You've got to get to 25, 28. Those big plays he's talking about, I think, can get him there. But they haven't scored more than 21 all season. And 21, there's 22 teams that average that. So you've got to get – I think they're getting closer. I'm not trying to criticize the offense here. They're getting there, but you've got to get over that hump. You've got to get an offense that can get into that 28 range. Uh, I think big plays are the key to it. Remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods and give us that five-star rating and comment. When we return, we'll hear from Chris Halpin, Chief Strategy and Growth Officer with the National Football League on the International Series continuing and what the future could look like. A preview of Sunday's interview in the Public's Tailgate Show. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. The international uh, game series can pull four games out of every schedule and, and have them be played internationally. And every team will participate um, over eight years. And, and some teams will clearly participate more just based on you know the math. But that commitment by all 32 teams to, to play games internationally is a, a statement about the success of the International Series game program and full credit to my predecessor, Mark Waller, but also a statement about their commitment going forward. And so with that, the reason I raise that is with that inventory, we can plan out which teams, when, where, going forward. Baseline would be two games in London, one game in Germany, and one game in Mexico out of, the, out of that pool. On top of that, we expect to continue to have volunteer teams that offer to play a game internationally. That's Chris Halpin from the National Football League, the league's chief strategy and growth officer. The full conversation coming up. Sunday and the Publix tailgate show, speaking of Tottenham Hotspur, will be up with the Roosters on Sunday morning for <laughs> pregame show at 6.30 on uh, Jaguars Radio. But uh, the full conversation with uh, Halpin coming up. And, you know, this is, this is the year where the Jaguars are going in on the league's deal at Spurs to play right. one of the two games there. We'll see what happens in the future with the Jaguars agreement. And you said at the end there there might be some volunteer teams. That could be the Jaguars uh, approach, not sure yet. A little early for that, but hey, um, they wanted to keep the presence there. The Jaguars um, made it a point to to be involved in the league's plan this year and to stay in that marketplace in London. It's uh, an important piece of what Mr. Khan wants to get done, John. Yeah, I think I I think the Jaguars with COVID, with everything, this felt like an odd year for London uh, in terms of the NFL because there was so much unknown. I think the Jaguars wanted to make sure the league realized, hey, we want to be a part of it, and we also want to, if if you need this to work, we will be a part of it with you. So I think uh, this wasn't Wembley. This wasn't the same sort of deal. But I think, uh, you know, the Jaguars like being a part of the international series. I don't know what liking that will mean going forward. I'm not sure anybody does yet. Yeah, so. it's a little too early to tell, Buck, but uh, all we, we know is that the Jags have been a part of it for now, well, this will be nine years if you count the COVID year they didn't go, so this will be the eighth game over there, and 
there's a feeling it's going to be like that for a while. And, um, you know, it's it's um, it's a different game, right? I mean, you gotta you got to really think properly about how you prepare for this game, how you hydrate, how your your week goes, and all of a sudden there's all these studies that go into it, Bucky, to, to make sure you can be ready to go in London on Sunday and play a football game. Yeah, it's definitely a different deal. But I think for the Jaguars, it's an opportunity to build a brand that extends beyond the borders of the U.S. And so that's why it's huge to be a part of the international series. If you go overseas, you go to the U.K., they certainly are all in on American football. And if the Jaguars can put a big footprint there, it certainly helps them. I think from a game perspective, it gives you an opportunity to have a home field advantage outside of Jacksonville. You have an opportunity because you travel over there so much to know a lay of the land. You understand how to get your team ready. You understand sleep schedules and all that other stuff. It should be advantageous for the Jaguars because they've done it for, as John said, nine years. This should be something that they understand how to do and they play well, even though it's an unusual circumstance to play an international game. Let's take a look at the all-time results for the Jaguars in the United Kingdom, and they started back in 2013. The 49ers scored on the first four drives of the game, touchdowns, and never looked back. That was a rebuilding Jaguars team, of course. They got a little closer against the Cowboys the next year and then reeled off three straight wins over the Bills in a wild game at Wembley. Beat the Colts, who were slipping and sliding all over the pitch there that day. The uh, Jaguars had the advantage of being there, excuse me, three previous times. So uh, they got the win over the division rival. The Ravens didn't want to be anywhere close to London. The Jaguars took advantage of that in 2017. Then the last two times out, the Eagles won, and then the Texans had four takeaways in the final four possessions for the Jaguars in the fourth quarter last year and ran away with that one, 26-3. Three and four overall, trying to change that. This is a new venue this year, of course. All those were at Wembley. This game on Sunday will be at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 20 straight losses in a row for the Jaguars, but not the only team that needs one here, Bucky. The Dolphins are 1-4, and four, the Jags at 0-5, and, five, and uh, it's, it's a game both of these squads really could get a W. Yeah, both of these teams need to get a W. Both of these teams are looking at the opponent as a get-right opponent, a chance to get into the win column to kind of reset the way the season has started. And so this is one where the Jaguars should have a ton of energy. I mean, uh, look, it's been tough. A lot of losses, close losses and all kinds of other stuff. But when you see the Miami Dolphins come out, they're 1-4. and four. Uh, You have to feel like, as a team, hey, man, this is one that we can get. We need to bring our best effort. So maybe that'll happen this weekend. Well, I think the key is something you mentioned, JP. 2017, I think we all felt like the Ravens just didn't want to be involved with it. Harbaugh even said it. Yeah, and (laughs) I remember Flacco right off the plane saying something along the lines. I mean, there was just a vibe that they weren't really feeling it. Uh, There's a little bit of a danger of that with this Jaguars team, because, or more so than usual, I should say. Because there's so many new faces going there, uh, so much inexperience going over there, uh, they they have to be cautious and be aware of, of keeping this thing focused the entire time. It's, it's easy to lose focus over there. I don't doubt that they will, but it's a storyline to watch because you can get your eye off the ball on this trip, as we've seen opponents do to the Jaguars mm-hmm. in the past, and uh, there's a real opportunity here for the Jaguars to get one. Yeah, keep it uh, keep it lined up, keep it uh, locked in and ready for Sunday, and then uh, go play, and then hop on the plane and come on back 
for the bye week. Bucky, we will talk to you as the week goes along here. Always great to talk football with you on Wednesdays. Hey, thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you. Bucky Brooks right, out Bucky. of here. NFL Network analyst, Fox Sports Radio. And Jaguars. Jaguars.com. He does it all now, Bucky. Or Bucky does. He's all over the place. Yes, he does. It's, it's the Bucky Brooks show. It should be Jaguars.com first, then NFL Network, like way down here. No doubt. Uh, John, well done. Thank you. All right, JP. We'll talk to you. Uh, that's Joe Fortunato on the audio side. Brent Reaver on the video side. Our thanks to Bucky. For Bucky and John, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network.